Hello and welcome to, I was about to say the TOVG podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so used to that. Yeah, we're, we're four words into the podcast, man. And it's <laughs> wait, wait, no, 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 no. We're not using that. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Dad and Sons podcast. I am the one with the, a little bit more throat juice than everybody else here. Uh, Matt Visual. And as usual, we have George Weeb Man. Say, say hi, hey, hey, wait, uh, did you say Weeb or Weed? Uh, weeb. Weeb Man. Oh, you know, because oh, oh. you like anime. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Oh, man, right. did we get a lot <laughs> of comments about that. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, and we have. <laughs> Yeah, go every go every time you mention anime on the internet, like like people or someone out there is like contractually obliged to explode, and everyone has to report on it, and and it becomes a big deal every every time someone watches anime on the internet. Anyways, I feel like George has had like an untapped market in his fan base that he didn't realize that every single one who watches his videos also likes anime and fits that diagram. Ev- ev- everyone has an anime for me. Anyways, consider. C- taking the comments into consideration from last week. Holy shit, yes they do. George, you are slapped left, right, and center for not watching certain shows. I know, it's a real crime. And also, as usual, we have Liam, the name dropper. He drops those names like it's hot. Like it's yeah. fucking hot. <laughs> like a Polaroid? That's how it goes, right? <laughs> for the first time ever, we have a guest. The Scribbles of Scrabbles. That's me. Welcome to the show. <laughs> oh, no. Don't start off like that. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome on down to my rodeo the- show. <laughs> it's just going to be the first that impression. the whole show, isn't it? <laughs> that is what people who don't know Scribble are going to think of Scribble from now on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do so, you do, Scribble? So- uh, yeah, <laughs> I I live in Japan where I train rodeo clowns to send back to barrels in Texas, and I make whiskey and slap horses. That's what I do. Yeehaw! Every day. Do, do, do the horses enjoy it? You know that's. Yeah. So you know, how's everybody doing today? I I would imagine there's like some ethical concerns here, though. Like horses getting slapped, like <laughs> like professionally as part of an act, an industry of horse slapping. I mean, I, there's a big I, difference between people who slap horses on the side and people who do it professionally. Let me just say it, you know, that way. And also, you got to realize the laws here in Japan. I mean, Japanese people don't give a shit about animals, right. so you know. They, they are a little more lax. I mean, come to think of it, Liam, you and I, we hung out at a snake cafe once. Yeah, we did. Where they had plenty of snakes, and the, the whole animal cafe uh, idea is something that, that that is happening here in the states, but it is a, uh, it is it is less popular than it is over there, and I can't help but wonder if there really are like s- lax laws regarding um, animal pet shops and and what what can blur the line between a pet shop and a cafe, and the the leniency with which how they treat the animals is what has enabled these businesses to be so popular i mean do you do you like know if there's a dimension of that to it if 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 that industry is able to exist because of uh of 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 weaker laws or if if everything is kept above board over there i mean i'm no fucking expert on animals in japan but if you've seen zoos and cafes in japan there are some pretty lax laws about how you can treat animals in this country Um, i've i've 
Oh, sorry. Go ahead. This got serious. Right. I was just going to say, before we oh. drop the snake thing, <laughs> I want to remind... <laughs> I just want to know if George remembers a very distinct moment in the snake cafe. I remember getting shat on by the snake. <laughs> wow. You mean you remember being chosen? <laughs> <laughs> That's one way of looking at it. George spending the proceedings next 30 minutes. By the snake our... to get shat on, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, George, George spending the preceding 30 minutes of our cafe time in the toilet trying to clean snake shit off was hilarious. Oh, come like, on. It like, was more like trying... 26 minutes. <laughs> the, the, the idea of, like, George going to the toilet because of, like, snake poop, the visual, like, image is just, like, George is frantically holding the snake trying to aim it into the toilet. Like, come oh on, Betsy. Like... <laughs> Was this the snake cafe in Shinsaibashi, or is there a different one? It's the one Let's near see. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're Same in uh, Osaka, right? Yeah. It, near, near, near Dinden Town, or not Dinden Town? That was yeah, America, no, the, the little, the, little America. Yeah, yeah, America Mura. It's the one yeah, in America. It's Mura. called America Mura, George. Learn the Lord. God so, damn it, Weebman. <laughs> yeah, God, George, You're making everyone so 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 salty. For, for those who don't know, um, um, Scribble Scrabble is is a great mutual friend of me and, and Matt Visuals. We we have we've hung out with this boy at uh, conventions extensively. Um, yeah. um, Was my intro you... not sufficient? You have to. <laughs> we've well, been to well, his house. I... <laughs> yes, I don't know if it'll sufficiently describe the, uh, the, the 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 deepness of our friendship. You know, there's Very there's deep. like. This is this is the kind of scene in in the story where like the hero has to be like oh remember that time we we escaped together from the 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 rankers on on the moon of of Tesla Four oh, like like boy howdy th th there's old adventures <laughs> that that we have gone on with Scrib since then however you've moved to Japan yes and uh, are are trying to teach the kids you're trying to save the kids over there right that's not that's not true adults too. It's a. It's, ah. Everyone is available for safety. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I teach. I teach English at a like a private kind of tutoring school in Japan, and it has its blessings and, and it has its headaches. As any uh, let's does. start with the headaches. Um. <laughs> well, I feel like I was trapped here. I'm looking through the. Well, I'm well, looking no, through think the about podcast it, because if we start, notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if we if we start with the headaches, <laughs> that uh -huh. way we can like end with the good stuff. Okay. And and those are the impressions you're going to carry with you for the rest of your day. So well, so it's, as it's like, it's like almost it's twelve it's eleven twenty p.m. here. My day is almost over. Think about how much easier you'll get to sleep tonight thinking of, of dwelling on, on the goods instead of the <laughs> the bads. The bads, the baddies. Um, the, it's, it can be difficult with kids. Um, a lot of the classes here cost, like, buku bucks. So most of the adults that uh, are in class, like, are in there because they want to learn English. But a lot of the kids are here because it's, their parents want them to learn English. Um, and getting them, like, focused on like a lesson that you have to teach them. You can't just exactly like take the textbook and throw it in the garbage and be like, you can call me by my first name. You know, like you have to teach <laughs> like the lesson. Um, and it can, it can be tough for uh, kids. Um, 
it's also a little difficult, like, because there are some parts in a lesson where you have to teach it. Each lesson is like a formula, and you have to do each lesson, like, following the same formula. And if one of the parts isn't that great, you can't really change it, because the students, like, study for that kind of, like, thing before they come to the class. Um, and if you just, like, change it, like, well, today we're not going to talk about adverbs, we're going to talk about Moby Dick. And then they're going to be like, what, what? Um, which is this, be... Is this Chugakse level, then? You teach, like, middle school, junior high level? I oh. teach, I teach, uh, all ages. My youngest is six years old, and my oldest is 75. So, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, because cause both you guys teach English in Japan. You might have similar stories mm. or, or, or similar uh, similar similar gripes similar and similar job. praisings. Yeah, I'm 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 sure it is. I'm sure it is. Um, one of the one of the best uh, one of the best things though is like students who try their best to speak English, and sometimes they just can't do it. The best example is I oh. had a student. We'll call him uh, Keisuke. Because maybe that's his real name. Um, <laughs> and it was, it was his last day. It was his last day at the school. He wasn't renewing his contract. And Keisuke was a guy who was a good guy. He, he would be able to, like, focus the class, you know. He, he could really read the room and, like, play off of it to the better of the lesson. Uh, and Keisuke was a student who always tried his best. And it sounds like he died, like with the whim. Um, <laughs> before he went out to like, the, I get, I to the, the rain at the funeral, like like hitting your big hat. And I push X to pay the respects, and I put the hat back. <laughs> yes. That's the one. And, 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 and I pour out like my old Texas whiskey, and I pour. Um, anyway. Um, uh, it's like a common thing for Americans who are actually skinny in American standards to like just blow Japanese people's minds with how fat they are because the perception <laughs> of Japanese bodies is unrealistic. It's just wholly unrealistic on other people. And like it's because they've had a whole lifetime of eating fish and rice and like in very small portions. So when you get over here as um, as an American, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, wow. You? Because you were like toothpick man. Yeah, they're like, wow, uh, you need to lose weight. Uh, it's like, <laughs> oh, okay. He's literally, literally uh, he is not joking. Yeah, and, and then it's like, well, you also forget that, like, you know, I'm a, I'm a good, like, six inches taller than you, so when I tell you my weight, like, you have to account for, like, height as well, and my feet are twice as big, and that's, like, five pounds right there, and, um, but anyway, so, it's always, like, a joke for me, I always ask the students, like, oh, do I need to lose weight, and good students say no, and bad students who are going <laughs> to fail the course say yes. Um, and Keisuke, here we go, bring it back, bring, bring it back to Keisuke, um, I ask him, like, oh, what do you think, Keisuke, do I need to lose weight, and what he wanted to say, what I believe in my heart, what he wanted to say is, <laughs> you are not fat, but, oh, but, no. but, the letter A and the letter U are very difficult to differentiate in the, with, with the Japanese tongue. <laughs> <laughs> On top of that, English vowels are very confusing, especially at a lower level. 
So what he wanted to say, poor, poor KSK wanted to say is, you aren't fat. But what he said is, you don't fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Is it true? And I can see in his eyes. He said, "You don't," and he knew immediately he messed up. And then I just saw the little the little man in his brain just went like, "No, go for it, go 100 percent. It's your last day." <laughs> uh, Wait, was... he knows it's a curse word. Uh, he knew that he messed up in English by saying, "You don't," because "you don't fat" doesn't make any sense. Um, so because right when he I mean, said, it "Don't," can. When he says, right when he says don't, he starts yucking it up already. Because he's seen the future, he knows what's coming. Um, now, now, as a teacher, do you do you stifle a giggle? Like, are you stone-faced? Like, what's going on? As a teacher, I laughed my ass off. That was hilarious. Dude, I, I was just saying, I laugh my fucking ass off when kids are wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then you're like, what? <laughs> and it's like, oh, and then, and then what you do is you try to make it look like you're trying to be stone faced. You know, you try to make it look like you're bringing it back. Where it's like, okay, well, what you meant to say is you aren't fat, right? And he's like, ah, ah, yes, yes, yes. That, that's what I meant. And it's like, okay, I had a kid. Very... I had a kid recently, right? Mm-hmm. And he's he's a pretty stubborn kid. And I only teach him like once every few weeks. I had this kid, and we were talking about, how's the weather today? You know, very standard question, how's the weather today? Good it's question. Da, da, da. And we had, how's, uh, what day is it today? So very, very easy questions. Normal, normal. Anyone who teaches, you know, language knows. It's very basic. And this this one kid, we'll call him, we'll call him Koki, because that's his real name. <laughs> okay. It's... And, um... <laughs> very similarly, uh, he he isn't very good at English, but he loves being loud and and ganky, and mm. he, he loves the English lesson, but couldn't give a shit about actually being right. <laughs> uh, but he's stubborn, and we were like, "What day is it today?" And and you know, it's it's Tuesday, it's Wednesday, whatever day it is. And he was determined that he was right, so I was like, "Oh, Koki, what day is it today?" He's like, "I'm Tuesday." He's like, really? He's like, yeah. I'm Tuesday. Hi, Tuesday. I'm Dad. And I was like, no, no, Koki, Koki, really? Are you? And he's like, I'm fucking Tuesday. (laughs) Now he's like, it's fucking Tuesday, (laughs) Koki. Luckily, it was a private lesson, so I could get away with saying that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, That. Had me laughing my ass off for a good, for a good twenty minutes. Uh, so Japanese kids know how to drop f bombs. No, which is why it's so oh. entertaining. How 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 do you how do you learn to say some you don't kids fuck know. then? Some kids know. Some kids you, know. Usually, it's like it has this perception of like being a cool American word. Like, they watch movies and, you know, like, some people say motherfucker, and they're like, wow, yeah. that's cool. And, <laughs> yeah, and it's Japanese, real badass. Japanese doesn't, like, have... Japanese has very, very few taboo words. There's only, like, two that I know of. And the way that you show that you're angry at a person is, like, you conjugate the verb to show less respect. Um, <laughs> That'll teach wow. him. Yeah. 
Um, that's, that'll, that's, that'll spook them real hard. That's like the most common <laughs> common way to, to do it. So, like, the concept yeah. of, of swear words is something that's, like, st- really strange. When I say, like, oh, that's a bad word, they're like, what does that mean? Was it incorrect? It's like, no. <laughs> it, it just, you're not, you can't say that. And they're like, why? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's weird because it's, it's, like, when we say, like, you basically use informal, like conjugated verbs it's like slang almost mm. like instead of talking normally you resort to talking to someone in slang yeah and then that has the effect of speaking to someone in bad words almost <laughs> yeah, yeah take yeah. that mom <laughs> yeah uh yeah um instead of like take that mom in japanese it sounds like take that you fucking whore and that's yeah. kind of what it, Jeez, it louise like. yeah, yeah. It, it, i i, I but that's just, what happens I, just, when like, you, I just was mad about having to go to bed. I didn't want to escalate it that far. Damn. <laughs> but oh, that's shucks. what it sounds like if you drop the formalities in Japanese to a Japanese mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. It's, oh. like, it's, it's really important. To you're keep not actually saying anything. You're just implying something. Through yeah. Right, right, right. So, way so, you say it. so you're not actually calling them a fucking whore. It just sounds like you yeah, are. Yeah. 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 Um. So, so I think it's important to teach students how to swear. So on one of my private lessons, I was like, <laughs> I was like, uh, uh, Miko, what do you want to do today? And she's like, oh, let's just try, let's just chat. And I'm like, okay, well, instead of doing that, I brought here this English swear book. It's called, <laughs> it's called Dirty Japanese. I have it right here. Here it is. See? That's a good book. I was reading through that this weekend, actually. It is, it is really, really good. This is by far my favorite a book on like how to swear in a foreign language. I've read many of them this one is the best dirty japanese by matt fargo there you go there's your plug five dollars please um anyway uh and i brought you're, you're, it, you're welcome matt fargo <laughs> i brought it into class and um it was this like you what i brought it you, i brought it to class you you could do that <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just brought the book to class, and I'm like, this is what we're going to do today. What do you want to learn how to say in English? And um, oh, the, student, no. the student is like this upper 40s-year-old like woman, and she was having the time of her life saying like, oh, okay, so like if I call someone like a cocksucker... <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And like, like... <sighs> Fucking is a, is a really important word because you can use it to emphasize all kinds of things, but it's really, You're not really wrong. rude. It's really, really rude. And she's like, oh, okay. But, like, you can use it to show people that you're really angry. So I'm, like, writing on the board, like I would write a sentence, and I'm like, oh, you can put, like, fucking here, and I draw, like, an arrow. You can, like, put it here, or you can put it here, and, like, going in between the words. <laughs> And, like, every time we hear, like, footsteps, she's like, "Uh uh-oh. And I have to, like, run up to the board and, like, erase it really quick. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then then at the end of Can you get fired by doing this? Can you? In a private lesson, I think it would be a bit of a stretch. Oh, okay. I knew knew that Mm. she would be okay with it. Um, And then after the class, she was like, that was legit like that was she didn't say legit but she's like that was really one of the most fun lessons i've ever had and i'm like oh thanks and then she was like "Ah." yeah your job is to keep them on right instead of like having them cancel their membership or whatever oh yeah it's not like it's not about 
actually teaching them. It's about making fucking money for the company you work for. Yeah. So, yeah. so you're playing the game. Of... You're playing the game yeah. here. Okay, okay. Yeah, I see. But, but a lot of times teaching them and keeping them, keeping them on is like one in the same. One in the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. All about the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you're like you know a true. <laughs> Like a true gangster. And then, like, (laughs) you bring your dirty Japanese book. You know, every once in a while, it sneaks (laughs) into your bag. Oops. Uh, And you're like, okay, today I'm going to teach you how to say... um, I'm going to teach you how to to say... I'm going to turn to a horny bastard. Right here. And I'm going to teach you how to say it correctly. Oh, oh, I bet... I bet they they need to know that one. Yeah. Well, my, my argument was, like, when you're actually really angry in English, and you... Your brain is like, okay, time to swear. I'm ready to swear. And, like, your little brain people inside your head flip this, the little plastic cover over the swear switch, and they're kind of mm-hmm. pushed down. Um, you want to be able to swear correctly. Otherwise, it's just it's going to yeah, blow up in and, your face. And, and, and I was about to ask, like, it's, it's good that you're teaching them how to, like, fuck around with fucking because it's an extremely fucking versatile word. Like, like yeah. you could just fucking throw fucking in, in lots of fucking different places. And it'll turn mm. out fucking fine. Yeah, well, there's mm. that the one quote in Boondock Saints where, like, they come into their room and, like, everybody's dead. And that one guy's like, how the fuck? Who the fuck? Why the fuck? Like, fuck! And, yeah, uh, yeah, it's, says, like, it's like ketchup. Ah. Yeah, it says, oh, well, it certainly illustrates the diversity of the word. And it's true. It's it, very... it, 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 you just, like, splash it on anything. And so long as the combination works, it makes it spicier. Mm. And in like sriracha, isn't that not like, like sriracha? <laughs> well, I mean, like, like by like Midwestern Fargo standards, ketchup is spicy. I, I think, I don't know if I've met anyone who thought ketchup was spicy, but I have met one Midwesterner who thought black pepper was spicy. Oof, y'all know yeah. what spice is. No, it's they really, they really spice. don't. They gotta. It's uh, it's 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 what happens when I take my shirt off. Ooh, spicy. So, hey, we've uh, <laughs> had an extremely enlightening conversation about what it's like teaching uh, kids in Japan to, to swear. Actually, you know, I have one question for both you guys, both Scrib and Liam. Between uh, both of your experiences teaching Japan abroad as uh, as as dorks who, who wanted to visit Japan, what are some of what the challenges? What are some of the setbacks? What do fellow dorks listening to this thing who might have the sim- a similar idea, what do they need to know if they're considering going on a similar adventure to you guys? Um, if, you, if you're planning on coming to Japan because you like anime and games and that's it, you <laughs> probably won't last in Japan longer yeah, than don't. a year. Yeah. Don't even bother. Don't don't bother. Oh God! Have you guys had experience with people who might have yeah. been trying plenty. to plenty <laughs> people who might be in over there, over their head, over there? Plenty. Like you, you're moving to another country. Like Japan, it's like going to America and thinking you're just gonna eat hamburgers and like shoot guns. <laughs> like like that, that's what it is like. That's literally what it's that's like. What... <laughs> That, it's that's, like that, taking you can do that in Japan too if if you're trying exactly but it's like taking two singular <laughs> aspects of one culture yes anime and games is super fucking popular but like mm. in Japan they're still pretty much frowned upon like otaku culture is kind of like something that people don't talk about and people don't openly yeah. admit to doing so if you're gonna come here being like hey 
I fucking love your culture. I watch Tengen Top of Gurren Lagann. You're not going to last that long. <laughs> and no one's really going to talk to you. Um, that's unfortunately the sad reality. Not to kick anyone who's been dreaming about coming to Japan because that's what they grew up with. We're the same. But if you come to Japan and you uh, expose yourself to the culture, like you learn about the history, you learn about the local area you live in, you learn about food, you learn about your uh, sort of like the geography around you and get used to the the culture, then you'll be fine. And you can have your anime cake and your, your game cake and all the kind of wonderful <laughs> stuff that comes and, with and it. And eat it too. You can eat it too, but there, there is a lot more to Japan. And unfortunately, Japan is a difficult country to live in if you don't try and embrace it. Like, yeah. They will not... The Japanese won't help you. You have to do it by yourself. That's... That's... That would be... That's... That would be my advice, is like... Go there and, like, expect to do a lot of the work yourself. Not yeah. because, like, the people are rude or anything. Um, I think, like, a lot of them actually do want to help. But they just can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just uh, can't. Showing, like, you know, saying, like, that you're actually interested in something that isn't just, like, the stereotypical... Because, like, uh, I'm, I'm not a huge anime guy, but I, I love video games. What a shock! Um... And like, yeah, this I, is totally a video game podcast. This is an uh, anime it, podcast. What do you want about? Oh, ding it, dang, dang it. Hey, can um, we like turn it into a cooking show podcast for a while? That'd be neat. I mean, that would fit me. with Japan. Every um, TV show in this country is about cooking. Uh, if you mm, here's here's a, here's a Japan quick snippet food. of a Japanese TV. You turn it on. People are at a restaurant, and then there's people sitting in a room in a circle. Hundreds of miles away, uh, and their their faces appear on the bottom left. And then when someone in the restaurant eats something, they show it again in slow motion. And then the people in the room say, "Oishi, oishizo, oishi, umai, 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 oishizo." Yeah, which means like, "Oh, that looks oh good." And then it'll go like, "Bring," and then like some woman will be like, "Kore wa ramen desu," and you just <laughs> and then it'll just talk about ramen. Now you're learning about ramen. Um, and then you'll skip and, the channel, and it won't be it won't be ramen they'll eating. It'll be sushi. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of Terrace House when I started watching it. Don't week. you fucking go there, Matt. Don't you <laughs> try. Don't you even try. It's so like, different. Oh, they filmed there's it all, and they're just gonna sit here and watch it. I was like, oh, there's, okay. there's a reason. There's a reason why Terrace House was kicked off Japanese TV is because it's way more interesting than actual Japanese TV. They couldn't oh, hack oh. it. <laughs> it's. Um, anyway, can, can I finish dropping my real truth bomb here? Um, was like, if if you want to come to Japan, you have to do a, a lot of work to like, yeah, uh, yourself. You have to do a lot of work yourself, and not not just like the actual job aspect, but like learning the language uh, and the culture, and so much of it has to be done. By yourself, and like, if you're truly interested in like those things, then that's not an obstacle. That's something that's like good. Um, but and you can, a lot and of people... you can, you can see real progress when you do that too. Yeah, you, like it's not just like when you study Japanese, maybe in your home country, and you're like, you go to university and you speak with someone, and you're like, "Ha, oh, I had a really good Japanese conversation today." It'll be like, "No, I went to the store and I bought the actual correct packet of soup that I've mm-hmm. wanted for four years." Like, or, or even something like, I went to the to the 
to the post office and I mailed the package and I knew the address and uh, yeah, it's it can it can. I be tough. did a normal thing that I could yeah. happily do in my own country without assistance, but I did it. I fucking did it after three years of trying. That's what yeah. Japan is like. It's also, it's really like, tempting to go on that journey. I uh, both times I went, I loved that feeling of like being a toddler again, and how like all the small minor accomplishments uh, felt like like real accomplishments because of the uh, the, the the hike and difficulty. Mm. Oh, but if you are someone who gets frustrated because you feel like learning is fun, but you want to be sort of a master of something by the end. Don't come to Japan, because no matter how good you think you are at Japanese, or how good you think you are at the culture, you're, you're never you're not. Are Japanese. You're not yeah. Japanese. Even even lots of Japanese people, it's like... Th- we just had a, a festival called Setsubun, which takes place February 3rd. Um, and Setsu- Setsubun is a festival where the, the head of the household wears a demon mask, and then the rest of the household throws soybeans at him. Yeah, while throw chanting, beans at him. While chanting, <laughs> All right. demon out, happiness in, uh, in yeah. Japanese. Um, uh, and then if you're in Kansai, which we both are, uh, you have to eat a sushi roll without talking, and facing the the year's lucky direction. What's the year's lucky direction? No one knows. You gotta look it up. This year it was south by southwest. Why is it south by southwest? Nobody knows. Also, <laughs> you, just... also, you, you have to eat as many beans as you are old. Yeah. As well. So if you're like 27, you have to eat 27 of these tiny, kind of disgusting soybeans. They're gross. Um, yeah, they're not nice. So, uh, and then like... That's kind of like common knowledge, but when you start asking, like, why do we have to eat this in a certain direction? People are like, I, well, I don't know. Um, so earlier, earlier last week, my assistant manager, uh, um, she's like a 24-year-old Japanese like girl. She's really nice. She's like, okay, Ryan, can you explain Easter to me? And I'm like, sure. There's an Easter bunny, and he hides eggs, and the kids find the eggs, and they eat candy that's inside. And she's like, that doesn't make any sense. Why does an, <laughs> why does a bunny hide eggs? Why are there why is there candy in the egg? And I'm like, listen here, you can't talk to me about things that don't make sense, and then turn around and celebrate Setsubun. And then she's like, oh, you're right. Like. <laughs> Japan is like a constant learning experience. That so yeah. if, if if the head of household like doesn't eat the correct amount of beans, does 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 someone's ancestor like like go mountain. to hell? Well, he's the uh, he he's the he's the oni. He's the demon. So no one really gives a fuck about him. To be fair. Mm. And it's, oh, it's, why is the head of household the demon? Because oh man, dad ain't getting no You're love. asking questions even the Japanese can't answer. It is it is funny because the like reaction to being the the oni is incredibly polarizing. You'll find dads who are either like super into it or absolutely hate it. <laughs> There's no one's like, yeah, I'll be the oni, like whatever. It's either like, yeah, sensible, or like, oh shit, my kid's gonna throw beans at me today. Like, well, is is, is, is there one father the who's just pretty like fucking hot as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I don't know if this is the right image I want to be sending to my children. <laughs> Uh, it's 
Oh, it's great. There's there's lots of learning <laughs> things. So much so that lots of Japanese people don't know a lot of yeah, stuff. Yeah, so, so bottom um, line, if you want to come to Japan and anime and games is your thing, like be prepared to that not only be your thing. Enjoy yeah, yeah, yeah. the delight of Konbini's uh, 24-hour sushi restaurants, yeah. izakayas, and also basically being subject to no crime whatsoever for the rest of your existence. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enjoy yeah, those yeah. People, people don't PS4 even like, look over their safe. shoulders. Uh, so uh, that was... Oh, oh that, that, was, that was about 30, 30, 32 minutes of uh, teaching Japanese children how to swear and um, uh, stumbling our way around incredibly bizarre foreign uh, uh, rituals that, 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 that make about as little sense as they all do. But uh, I guess eventually at some point we should talk about video games. Are you hitting the gong? Are you hitting the proverbial gong? It's less like a hit and more like a like timid tickle. <laughs> Let me let Can me hit tickle, this tickle a gong. gong. I'm just kind of like fingerprinting the the gong. Uh, Liam, you can tickle anything you want to. Can I also Thanks, it? solid snake. <laughs> so so yeah, uh, have we played video games? I know I've played video games. I've, I've um, played one video game. I bet uh, I bet Liam has played Monster Hunter. Yes. I I I. Scrib, since you're since you're the special guest, I think maybe we ought to give you the high ground here okay. for uh for 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 the ensuing spar, the conversational spar. Okay, I'm padded up and ready to spar. Let's l- l- let's hear you drop the topic. Let's hear you suggest a topic. Uh, so I have to suggest a topic. I thought I was going to talk about yeah, the yeah. game that I played. Yeah, well, what what have you been playing? What have you been I'm playing? I'm playing a game called The Long Dark. Which is a survival game. Wow. That, uh, came it's been out. It's been a while since I heard that. Yeah, it came out kind of recently. Like, for a long time, it was just kind of the sandbox survival thing. And they've been slowly releasing a story mode to it. Um, and I've just been playing the survival mode. Um, and survival games are things that I really find interesting because. Uh, I'm an Eagle Scout, and when I was a kid, like, camping in the woods for, like, f- f- a week was, like, the the cool thing to do. All the kids were doing it. So I always think it's interesting when yeah, games... Yeah, take that, Mom. Yeah, <laughs> when games, like, ad- like adapt to that. Um, and I think it's interesting to, like, test my own knowledge in, like, these kind of scenarios. Um, and I... It's not a perfect, like, simulation... And they're like that's not what they're really going for. They're going for like this kind of movie version of survival, where it's like you have to fight wolves, you know, you hunt rabbits, and there's a lot of cliches in the game. But it takes advantage of those cliches in like the best way. Um, it's where you have to go around and like scavenge for sticks, and keeping your fire alive is the highest priority ever. And then, oh shit, there's a wolf prowling around here, and I don't have any weapons. That means I might have to run away. Uh, it's a really it's a really interesting game, and I haven't survived past five days in it so far, and I've put maybe 15 hours into it, and I'm having a blast. So much so that last weekend, I went hiking on a real mountain, um, 
with one of my students, and it, we almost died. It was great. Play the long dark. You'll want to go hiking and almost die. What have you been playing, Matt? Oh, no. No, that's the worst person to toss it to. Uh, for, first of all, um, you're, you're teaching your kids curse words, and you're going oh, hiking with them. What is the I'm next step here? Are we dating them? Hank, like, Hank, what, Hank. Well, how far are you going to go? You know? I've, told, I've told you guys that I teach a variety of ages ranging from 6 oh. to 75. I taught mm-hmm. a, an upper 48-year-old woman swear words, and I went hiking with some uh, probably 50-something-year-old Japanese IT businessman. <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> Scandalous. <laughs> the the only time um, I, I beat a hat in time last week, oh, and nice. I been yeah, um, it, it's it's pretty good. I quite liked everything, um, all the levels. It, it, was, it was the only thing that I I kind of just don't really like in the game nowadays is that kind of oh I gotta go around the whole map and search for this this particular thing over and over and over again. I just I just don't have patience for that anymore for some reason. For a game like this anyway, because there's nothing to keep you engaged while you're searching around. Um, you don't have to do those things if you uh, get a couple of those hidden rifts because there's, the, there's a point in the game where you have to like get a certain amount of uh, like of those little riff uh, how you go? Hourglasses? The, the, the I guess time hourglasses. Yeah, time pieces in order to move forward. That's like the only part where I was like, ah, I don't feel like doing this kind of um, is running around. But yeah, it's 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 really, really good game. I, I definitely recommend it. I think we talked about it quite a bit already. So I would say I, there's nothing really I can add to it, but everything changes. Every um, planet you go to which keeps it fresh. Um, nothing is overused. So, you know, the, if you could get by the graphics, it's uh, Which very can be enjoyable. good sometimes. Yeah, I, I, I thought, like, it was... Are the graphics, yeah. like, a problem? I've only seen, like, the first, like, level, and it was, like, pretty stylized. Does it get no, worse? No, it, it's, it's just... You can see that it's not polished, is all. Mm. You know, if people are, are used to a certain amount of, like, I don't care, but if people are used to a certain amount of polishness, th- this might not be, like, quite there. <laughs> it's definitely rough around the edges. But it's cool. It's cool. You forgive totally it because good it's enough. very, yeah, definitely good enough uh, to get this point across, to get the funniness across. Um, didn't, forgot I was playing a little girl, which usually is not my thing. I don't know. Like I play too many games with like little people in it lately. I was just like, I'm gonna play something different. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's quite nice. It was definitely one of my favorites so far this year. It's really good. Um, I'm pretty sure that goes in with the talk about Mario Odyssey. Tell me, you hate this? No, I mean, I'm just playing. Tell, tell me what you. No, think I'm actually oh, like Odyssey. like 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 warming harder to it. Um, or or closer, <laughs> yeah. I guess. I don't warming. Yeah, I don't know. Warming harder. Wa- get, getting warmer towards it. Uh, my 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 warmth is is intensifying towards it. I don't know. Last week I was basically like 
thinking, oh, I'm seeing this game wrap up. It was good on its way out, but I did not know there was as much in-game content as there would be, and I did not know that the in-game content would actually be hard, and that makes a huge difference. Like these, uh, a lot of these in-game moons have challenges that feel far closer to where maybe what some of the second half of the main game should have, should have yeah, been. Yep. yeah, yep, 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 yeah. And it's hidden. It's hidden away, and you have to search for them. Uh, except it's this one gives you a little trail. Hidden, you know. but it's convoluted. It takes time to get there, and it it. Like I, I think I understood what you were talking about yesterday, where you were talking about like the the kid dimension to it. I was like, yeah, of course, it's Mario. It is for kids, D- derp, right? Yeah. But um, they they have the campaign, uh, placed before the end game content, and there is so much end game content. You might as well have entered into like the final act of the game rather than the the post credits extras of the game but yeah. the main story is like so easy that it feels like it's there to give the kids a sense of accomplishment and mm-hmm. the in game content is there for like dad to stay up late afterwards <laughs> after everyone else has gone to bed and the kids yeah. are like like running around in happy circles thinking they beat a, a hard video game and and dad is just like yeah that's cute uh they 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 think they they think yeah. they know what mario is <laughs> Dad cracks his knuckles, says, all right, good job, kids. You did it. You saved the Mushroom Kingdom, waves them away, and then hammers away at the post-game in content of Mario for, like, the rest of the night while everyone else goes to bed. The kids wake up and, and find out they have all these moons, and Dad was like, yep, you completed the story. You did it, kids. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 mm, I, I wish it was more balanced out. I just wish they took away some of the moons, that's all, and uh, kind of fleshed it out a little bit more. But I can understand why they did it, Um, you know, and they're probably not going to get criticized for it because it's a Mario game, but okay. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I, mean, I've heard, I don't think it's I've that bad of an issue, though, either. So More balanced criticisms from, like, fans versus critics, which is, of course, the usual thing. I've, I've told that Galaxy does similar things with its endgame, but that I was the... Gonna, uh, I was literally going to point out that most, mer- like, post-64 titles, like the Super Mario 3D World, Super Mario 3D Land, Mario Galaxy 1 and 2, and, of yeah. course, Odyssey, they all have this tale. Like, they all I remember... have the, the 15 to 20 hours sort of normal, rinse through all their levels, get all the easy stars, and then it's after that, they're like, the grind to get the 120 stars, get Luigi, like, get Yoshi, like, that is when the, like, quote-unquote difficulty endgame comes in, and it, it's yeah, kind of like... I just I just I... don't remember 3D Worlds lasting, or at least looking like it'll last as long as this one did. Like, I remember playing around with 3D World for a day after the main story. I think that's when because it's been less time three to days since the main story. I think no, that's the, because... the whole content, like, everything. There's more in-game content than there is, like, the, the little, I don't know, that little story that you get. That's the thing. Oh, more in-game content than regular game content, you think? Yeah, I would I say I wouldn't so. be surprised. Like, moons just start spilling from the sky in the end game. That's and... where they live, George, in the sky. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I... Oh. I mean, considering how the game is made out, it's, you know, it's what? 14-odd small open worlds for you to explore. It's kind of the only way they could have done it, is to basically be like, okay... So now we're just going to have these, like, spoilers, these little square silver 
blocks that explode into loads of moons and then the moons are just going to spread across the map and you're going to have to, you know, search through the open world again to find them. And, yeah, you, know, you this just time, go through the levels again, to, but You're going to have to employ all of the... Uh, all of the, you know, skills that you've built up, all of the dexterity you have with Mario and Cappy to find yeah. it. It's so, kind of the yeah, only yeah. way they can the, do it. A lot of the post-gaming like levels. actually require tricks. Like, they require you to do hat bounces with, like, dive cancels. And I was like, good, yes, finally. Because it feels like there's, um... Like, like, the main story doesn't use half of the control scheme you're given. Yeah, it and goes back that, to Matt's thing of it was, being too easy. Yeah, which is which is my thing too. I'm right there with them. Still a good game though. But I mean, like the Damn first good time music. you play through is kind of a split between exploring the new world that you're in, you know, and having to look around and finding interesting things in it, and then getting the moons along the way to progress the story. It's kind of a half and half about that, but it it is a little easy. And then, obviously, when you get to the post-game stuff, that's when it really kicks in. And because and, of the and, way the open world works, the uh, the open world nature of Odyssey, it's kind of the only way they can do it. They can't just repurpose... Well, they repurpose levels. They, they can't just rebuild, like, a whole 14 brand new worlds that have incredibly depth, like, platformers. I mean, they have lots of secret levels that you can... that are purposely built to be difficult. So... The problem of making these main routes easy on the first place is that it ends up just like... It, it feels to me like a waste of really great environmental art and assets. Because you, um... Like but, for, you for Bowser's... So, but you would turn so many players off from reaching the later levels of the game if, like, you were acquired... Not just the stupid certain, kids. Like, but that's, like, the core demographic. Uh, we've said this three episodes in a row. That's the core demographic of the game. It's the kids who are playing the Switch are the ones who are going to, you know, that's what it's there for. It's a balance yeah, but kids of two worlds. Yeah, video you, games. You, you appease the core demographics, and then the end game is for, like, everyone else who has been playing core Mario games since, you know, Super Mario Bros. But so, when you see this, like, beautiful level um, of full, full of, of incredible-looking assets stretching out in front of you, and you know exactly what you're going to do as you look at it in front of you, it really kills the thrill of... Of, of seeing how much detail work they put into the assets in the first play. Like, it's... It, I, I noticed this when playing Alice, Madness Returns, and, and some of the easier Mario stages, the obstacles might as well telegraph which button on the controller you press. And it's a really... Also with the easier Zelda games, too. Like, every individual piece and trap to it is more or less, like, equivalent to just a button prompt. And you, like you know what exactly how the level's going to play out as soon as you lay your eyes on it. It's incredibly predictable, just drab, methodical exercise of going through them sometimes. And I hate that, like, the last level, Bowser's Castle in Mario Odyssey ends up playing like that. And the music is fantastic. There's adorable little animation gimmicks all throughout this thing. But I was just, I just remember holding down the forward stick and pressing jump and not thinking. And I want to think... I, I, I wasn't thinking about what I was doing, and and uh, it was scary. Well, there's like basically, um, <clears throat> I'm not a huge platformer guy, but I, I think at least to me it kind of like boils down to like two different kinds. Um, there's probably way more, but for the sake of the argument, I'm just gonna say two. There's the kinds where it tests your dexterity with the mechanics. Um, which I think is more akin to action games to be like a severe level, you know, like you have your Devil May Cry 3s, which 
have you like how well have you mastered these things for this specific thing and then there mm -hmm. are the other platformers that have you uh that ask the question like how well like liam was saying how well can you employ these mechanics um in like your your own imagination like how can you get up to here um so could it be like Mario 64 was very much more of the latter section where you would see big open spaces that kind of dared you to get to difficult locations using your own uh, ways. Uh, do you think that like Mario is like kind of shifting or are these later choices kind of like the best of both worlds? Well, that's the thing. It is kind of that typical Nintendo thing to not leave anyone out almost. Mm. And to do that, you have to balance it between, hey, we're going to create this brand new system, harking back to Super Mario 64, where you jump into a big level and you sort of run around finding things. But even then, 64 is different to Odyssey in the fact that you go into the level once with a specific goal. You complete the goal, you come out, and then you try a new goal. Whereas Odyssey, like, <clears throat> everything is laid out in front of you, and you're like, oh shit, what goal do I do? Turns out a lot of the goals are very simple to progress. You only need a certain amount of moons to then move on to the next world. But if you like, gate a lot of the core demographic of that audience in terms of mm. Nintendo's eyes from seeing the rest of the worlds, there are quite a lot of worlds compared to most Mario games. There's a good amount of them. Um, this is kind of a bad idea. And then you move into the post-game world, and then just as we've seen with George proving the point, is that if the more you experience that sort of end-game content, the more you sort of warm to the game as a player, forgetting the sort of easy worlds that you... How is that a good thing? That's because like the Final Fantasy, putting... oh, it gets good 20 hours in oh, but argument. I didn't know we were talking about Final Fantasy thirteen. Oh, I mean, no, no, the point is like... balance. The point is balance, right? So you had fun with the game, but you had a slight negative that it was too easy. Correct? Yeah, because I feel like my my time was wasted. But you still enjoyed wasted. the time with it, right? But my time was still wasted. But how is it wasted if you enjoyed the time and now you're getting more out of the game because it's opening up a little more to you? Because they could have made it harder and I could have enjoyed it more. But then more people would have more people would have disliked the game compared to the people who do enjoy it and now get more out of it the more they play. So? It, it just, you might not, you might not just be looking for a Mario game, man. It's like the thing. Okay, no, like, the thing is, apparently Nintendo had a lot more faith in, in children in the 80s and 90s to have harder levels at the end of the video games. And, I mean, do I get Didn't a everyone? bit of empathy? Hey, hey, hey! Do I get a bit of empathy for thinking that that Liam and Matt, you've played through this. Scrib, you, you're not in the know, but <laughs> right. spoiler alert, there is a Bowser's Castle stage towards the end of the game. Whoa! Spoiler alert, it's really, <laughs> really easy. Do I Whoa! get a yeah. bit of empathy for not liking how the climax of the story, the supposed hardest level in the game, where all of what you've learned is supposed to be tested, is is not using half of this game's control moves that that they built into this game that they went to the trouble and 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 the diligent work to like animate and and make good collision detection for but, and, and but uh on by your own admission you would say that like in Bowser's castle you're going through the game uh without 
without even thinking, which is actually an argument towards that they taught you the mechanics so well that you can do it as a second nature. You could also argue that but I Bowser's was Castle is the typical Bowser battle, which is super easy, as all Bowser battles tend to be. It's super easy. You finish it, and then you get to the real ending. So my time was wasted by this, like, red herring decoy Bowser? No, because it's, it's the same not... with Mario Galaxy. The real ending isn't until you've got all 120 stars. You, yeah, get, the, even... you get the Bowser battle, like, at 80 stars, and then the, the real ending is at 120. That's not oh, cool. Yeah. That's not respectful to the player's time. But that and this is like a pervasive that... trend that's like ruining how much free time I've had over the past two years. Is this just you moaning or is this like a, an <laughs> actual <laughs> problem? Do you think This is with... me moaning over actual problems. Well, how many that, YouTube that... video essays do you see out there that are like, how do you meaningfully fill your, your way too big video game with important and interesting challenges? Because people don't fully know the answers yet. They're still dealing with problems that are wasting players' time. So how would you fix Mario? Without, without for one, how would you fix Mario Odyssey? And Matt included in this. How would freaking you fix cut it? the freaking moons! Yeah, cut there content. Be so cut many some content. Moons. Kill your babies. Okay, okay, okay. So what would you cut? And also... Make sure that you're not losing any of the players that are like make up your core audience demographic. Oh my god! If, if I would you, literally if you... just cut the easier ones and add like maybe eight harder jumps somewhere in the main campaign, just eight, less than ten, more than five harder jumps, jumps that require a good long jump at minimum. Because like a lot, <laughs> I don't even remember using that move a lot during the main story. <laughs> I mean, yeah. considering it's you like the challenges that you got, you, you, the challenges you 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 made for yourself, like oh, I could go that easy way, or I could flip off of this and do a hat trick, you know, and th that was basically the game. But and you just can completely get invalidate like the cooler routes they built moons. for you. You can get the minimum amount of moons in like five hours and get to Bowser, and then do the post game content. Like you can get that. Like the yeah, you could also beat. Metal Gear Solid 3 in 5 hours if you're a super professional speedrunner. No one's going to play like that their first time, though. So you would just want them to replace some of the specific moons you would get in your normal path with... Oh, not even replace them. Just delete them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, when uh, they were making The Witcher 3, they, they very, very specifically cut... Uh, stuck to a no fetch quest rule and ended up cutting out 30% of their unnecessary side quests and it was a really good decision that everyone loved them for they got very high reviews and sold very well yeah, just saying so did Mario Odyssey game of the year <laughs> I mean, well you know Witcher because is not everyone's working with like, the Mario's highest dick. IP that's why it's a, it's Mario's a freaking Mario game Mario's Mickey Mouse of course Mario's gonna do well. Yes! They they could they could shit on a plate and sell it to people and they'll freaking buy people are buying cardboard! People are buying really cardboard! It's a game for kids, <laughs> and that's why it sells, because the kids enjoy playing it and they have a good fucking time with it. You're just two grown ass men who are like, I don't wanna play for twenty hours until I can do the hard stuff. Just just fucking give me Dark Souls already. So the Olympics started recently. Uh, Mario had an Olympics game. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Who 
<laughs> what have you been playing, uh, Liam? <laughs> You'll be happy to know, Matt, it wasn't Mario Odyssey. Thank God. Uh, yeah, I see it was a little 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 monster hunter, little little yeah. world. Mm. I wanted to I wanted to talk a little bit about Monster Hunter again. I mean No no I'm still I, playing again? I'm still well, playing. Is this becoming Metal Gear for you? What's, what's going are you, on? Are you infatuated? But, but, no, but I came to a realization when I started reading a little bit about it. I've never really thought about you know you know this new term that's coming up that people are, are starting to use because of Destiny and games of of the similar vein. They're saying oh. lifestyle games. Yeah, lifestyle games. Lifestyle games. <laughs> they're part those of your lifestyle. That, like they're, they're, second those, life. N- not quiet, but those games that sort of. You tune in for an hour one night, and, and they just don't seem to end. You just basically get better at them, and you get better gear, and you just keep grinding them out, playing multiplayer, and stuff like that. Much it's like big... pooping, it's a thoughtless part of your daily routine. Kind of. Like Destiny, for example. So Destiny is the obviously the, the sort of biggest example of a quote-unquote lifestyle game. Although I don't know what lifestyle they're referring to um, when, they, when they say that. Um, but I was thinking about it. I was like, shit. Monster Hunter has become my lifestyle game. Destiny yeah. never appealed to me. Anthem, when I watched when I watched the trailer of Anthem at E3, I I literally could not have cared less. Um, but I was thinking about Monster Hunter, and Monster Hunter is this weird game, and the way world works with the the sort of asynchronous multiplayer, which I'll get onto a little bit more in a minute. Um, you can just like like. I literally got in from what I was doing today at 8 o'clock. I cooked some curry, and then we had the podcast starting at 11. And I was like, oh, you know, this I can't really dig into a game between now and the podcast. It's, it's only two hours. But I can hunt a Rathalos with four other people in Monster Hunter, and I'll feel productive. <laughs> and I will have fought a Rathalos. So that's what I did. How long? I was like, shit, this is it. How long so does like, this take again? It takes it like quests in Monster Hunter are no longer than fifty minutes. Like either you succeed fifty in them minutes or you fail in them. So yeah, yeah, that's but like a lunch never break. any longer than fifty minutes because that's the time limit for each quest. That's that's enough for a solid rest and in, even in the middle you of fail, your day. Even if you smack fail, in it all, you still gain stuff from it. Whether it's like learning an enemy's you know animation patterns, which is super important in Monster Hunter. Or, you know, you've got some gear to... You've gone on an expedition and you've got some extra stuff to make, like, the final piece for, like, an armor set you're making. Like, you're always making progress in that game. And it's nicely and neatly dotted around in, like, 50-minute segments. Most of the time, monsters usually take between 20 to 30 minutes on average to fight and kill. Um... Depending on if you're, like, in a group with, like, stronger players and stuff like that. Um, So it's like you can just switch it on, do, like, one or two quests, and feel like you've done something really productive. And I've never never had that with, like, games like Destiny and stuff like that. I never really got that. Um, But, you know, fighting a Rathalos, getting some, you know, Rathalos parts, and then making, like, a brand new charge blade, which I did before coming on the podcast today, felt super productive. And if it was any other game, I just wouldn't have switched it on because I'd be like, an hour, there's no point even like getting into it. I'm not going to do anything. Maybe I could have busted out the Switch very quickly on the couch and, you know, played like a few games of Mario Odyssey. <laughs> but 
Um, no, it's like Monster Hunter's become the lifestyle game. And even even then, living in Japan, it's difficult to play multiplayer. And Monster Hunter is a game that is definitely more enjoyable when you play it multiplayer. There is yeah. seriously, I have not had as much fun as I've had taking down monsters with three other people, just watching everyone's weapons fly and monsters just reel and attack each other. Like, there is such... It's undescribable. Anyone who has played Monster Hunter will know that the feeling of taking down monsters in that game is undescribable. It it just feels great. And doing it with other people is fantastic. And the way they've built the multiplayer to have this sort of asynchronous thing where you load into, like, a matchmaking online thing, so you end up in a server with other people... And those people can sort of help you out, or you can share guild cards and stuff like that. And you can also, like, when you're in the game, you can fire what's called an SOS flare. And that's kind of easier than recruiting friends into your game. You can just, like, jump into a quest, start the quest, you know, get going, and then fire an SOS flare. And then while you're doing the quest, other people can jump in that quest huh. with you. So to it's help like you out. Uh, ringing a, a bell in it's, Bloodborne, it's, it's or like exactly a soapstone. Like it's exactly like that. And. It's so good because no quest ever feels like wasted. You're not going into a quest. That's so much better than the 3DS version. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you're not going into a quest apprehensive because you're like, ah, oh, shit, I'm probably gonna fail this one because I'm not strong enough to defeat like Rathlos or Diablos or something. Um, so you're like, oh, do you know what? Fuck it. I'll fire an SOS for that. Get some people in, and maybe we can take it down. You know, you have like half an hour fucking fucking boxing match with a giant Tyrannosaurus Rex and you're like that was fucking awesome and just Monster Hunter World facilitates that even more like than the previous Monster Hunter games obviously so it's just really easy to just dive in play a quest and then just be like cool I'm done I'll play again tomorrow I'll do another quest tomorrow or I'll do some more story tomorrow or something like that and I was definitely like this is it Monster Hunter has become what is a lifestyle game for me I don't have that much time but I really enjoy playing this and the way the game is set up really helps me to enjoy it that way. And off the back of that, obviously last week I said, if there is any dads or sons out there playing, you know, oh, we yeah. had a lot of emails. I've seen some emails. We did. We had a lot of emails with PSN IDs, people to add me. So we made a dad and sons squad on Monster Hunter. So you can have these things called squads and it's kind of like, I guess the closest thing is like a guild in an MMO. Mm -hmm. And you can have like the the squad's emblem and you can rep the squad while you're, you know, online. Oh, did you? Did you do it? Uh, Did you make a a, a dad squad? Yeah, so we made, so someone, someone, I think, I think his name's Noah, so props to Noah. He suggested that we make a dad and son squad and then just add everyone into it. <laughs> yes. So we made the dad and son squad. I've not gone on a mission yet, but what, what is really cool about that is once you have, like, people in a squad, you can, you can make a solo server, like, online session just for your squad. So you don't have to jump into a lobby with other people and then invite everyone individually into that session. You can, like, make, like, this is specifically the Dan Sons online session. So anyone who is, like, part of the Dads and Sons squad can jump in there. And then you can all be in the gallery. So it's kind of like your own persistent world or, or like your own server for the dad and sons kind of yeah well s- online sessions are only restricted to 16 people so they're obviously quite small anyway 
But the fact that you can have, like, specifically... You can just jump into a game and be like, oh, I wonder who's playing. And you can see, like, maybe five other people of the same squad as you. And then you're like, okay. And then you can send up... You can, like, ready up a... You can ready up a quest. And then you can sort of add people or invite people to that quest. Or people can see it through the sort of... um, The sort of quest log on the side of the screen. Mm -hmm. And you can be like, okay, so this person from the Dead and Sun squad is going to do a quest where they fight you know, Diablos or something, I can just jump in that for like 20 minutes and you can jump in. It's so good. Like, it's just way better than I thought it was going to be. Monster Hunter has always been this clunky mess of shit. Like, you Yeah, have that to sounds fight. like a system that makes sense that's like trying to make it easy for it your is. friends yeah, to exactly. play and a like, co-op game about playing with your friends together. And there's so many blocks on the way to the 3DS version. Exactly, you're half yeah, fighting It's because the it was on the 3DS half- version. But even then, with the console versions in the past, like you're half fighting the gate, the the actual monsters, and then you're half fighting the systems, the fucking clunky systems surrounding it. And mm. f- considering how much the series has grown because of multiplayer, and how difficult multiplayer was back on the 3DS anyway, with fucking friend codes and all that nonsense, it's such mm. a relief to just have a game where you can be like, "This is it. I'm gonna. I need yeah. to fight Rathalos to get like this extra Rathalos shell." And, so. But, I can't do it alone, so I'm just gonna. So speaking, speaking of uh, multiplayer games that have surprisingly easy, easy ways to connect lots of people to play the multiplayer game together. Oh, uh, Liam, you wrote on the outline that you played Jackbox TV for the first time this week. Is that correct? I did. I did do that too. Yeah, that is. It's funny that (laughs) how how did you last this long? I I know. I I don't know. I was first introduced to that. Back in like 2011, I believe. I know, and right? it's so great, isn't it? It's okay, so, so for listeners, so who good, haven't so done it good. for some reason. Game websites and game media, us included, don't talk about the Jackbox TV games a lot when I, they yeah. are a real staple, like like a mainstream party <laughs> game staple. They oh, like 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 you don't know Jack and stuff, right? Right? Yeah, and, kind of okay. I think the, the thing they, that put me off was the logo, the like half a head, half a bald guy's head poking out of a man. box. Yeah. How did? Anyway, I mean, it is odd. I'll give you that, but it's not like, it's not like one of those boxes that's like unattractive to look at, like like the Ico box art. I just feel like it's you know his half very sultry peering gaze half out of the box. But, but did, did, he's gonna he he's gonna he's gonna ask that. you some funny questions. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 um. So for listeners who don't know, the way the Jackbox uh, party games work is uh, everyone plays on their cell phone. It starts a temporary server online, and you use a browser window on your cell phone to interact with the trivia games that they have you playing on TV. So so what? Actually, yeah, we should, we should probably talk about which ones in particular you did play, because there's also okay. some that um get you to like draw and play charades and stuff. Yeah, so there were a few I played. I think we we flipped between like the first game and the second game, like Jackbox One and Jackbox Two. I don't know if they have subtitles to them, but the first one we played was like um, this murder trivia party game where you you're like in kind of like a saw esque uh, setting, and you yeah. have to answer trivia questions, otherwise you get killed. I remember that one. And that one's okay. That was like my smooth it's, it's introduction. It's trivia. That was my smooth introduction. That was more trivia based. It wasn't kind of the party element. It was good though. And it was a lot of fun. 
But then we, we, we moved on to the second one and, and we played um, the the sort of data one where you have to guess the percentages to certain questions. So it, it's like this, it's kind of like set up like the NSA and supposedly they have all the data of the world. And it would ask you random questions like, how many, pe- how many people do you think crumble... Uh, like, potato chips on chili. It would be, like, random-ass questions like that. And then you would have, like, a percentage pie chart, and you would have to... One one player would guess the percentage, and then everyone would guess higher or lower, depending on what... what If you think, yes, it's higher or... Oh, so everyone's putting putting this guy on the spot. Yeah, so kind of if someone guesses 80%, then you'd be like, no way, 80% of people fucking crumble potato chips on chili? Fuck that. It'd be like 40%. <laughs> so then everyone gets points based on what the exact score is. And you mm. can steal points from other players. And that was a lot of fun. But then we moved on to... Oh, what was it called? There's this one where you have to do stuff with your hands. I don't know if you played this one, George. Oh, that sounds... It, we have to... Sorry, have to, forget that thought. Let's get... We'll, we'll further describe yeah, yeah, the game? Yeah, 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 keep going. You have to... You have to, like, point at people. Hmm. Yeah, so, not ringing a bell. So, in this one... In this one, you have, like, certain categories. You have certain categories, and it'd be like... Okay, this one is, um... Like, the pointing one. So, what you would do is you'd have everyone in the room you're playing with, and it would ask you a question, like... Uh, who do you tell the most secrets to? And then after three, everyone would point at the different people, but one person would be what is known as the faker. And the faker would get like a random question like, so everyone else would have got, who do you tell the most secrets to? And then the faker would have got a question like, point to who you think is the smelliest, or something like that. <laughs> oh, so that's then, mean. So then, the whole point is to kind of make it seem odd that that person has either pointed to themselves or pointed to some random person they don't know. And the whole point is to guess the faker from who everyone is pointing at. And they're so all you're not guessing other- who's the smelliest. You're just guessing whose words are the smelliest. Well, you're guessing who the faker is out of yeah, who's lying. But you also have like other ones where you have to hold like a certain amount of fingers up, depending on the number of something. Um, You have to like raise your hand for like yes and no questions. But the question, the questions are what make the game really funny, and the questions they ask you or ask the faker are, are just so good. And then the last one is obviously I think the most famous one, which is the probably the one you played, George, which is Quiplash. Uh, where you come up with quips. Yes. Yeah. It's kind yeah, of like Cosmic yeah, yeah, Humanity, yeah. the interactive game, basically. I, I I remember a few good answers. There was like, what what is everyone's main currency going to be in 2040s? And, and and I think I won with like Trumpland fun bucks. <laughs> oh. oh, no. That, that, that got the group to chuckle, that's all. <laughs> that, that one, for anyone who doesn't know, is basically, as George says... You get a question, and you write a funny answer to it, a la Cards Against Humanity style. And then um, it takes the, que- the the answers everyone has written on their phones, and then inputs them in like a kind of like a jewel. Like it compares one to another, and then everyone votes on which one they thought was the funniest. 
It's so good. So that way everyone gets to know who is the least funny in the group. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. It was uh, a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Can't believe it took me that long. These games are on like everything. There's there's PS4, PC. I I don't know if they had Wii U versions, but I think they did. And they have controller support for like 16 max players it's it's a very high number actually 100 Wah! sorry i was just looking at the steam page for uh the jackbox party back the first one <laughs> when i wow, was like i believe they can uh, support up to 16 players in the description they say you can do 100 players so i don't know you got like a funeral the bar mitzvah the orgy uh uh buy one of these people will have fun as long as you got a smartphone, you can you can get your normie friends involved for some uh, basically digitized versions of adult party games. They're all all very well made, top top notch production values as far as this thing is concerned, which is not that big of a market in the first place. But you should do one of your streams sometime, Judge. Oh yeah, actually that would probably be fun. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to be playing. <laughs> Catfield and Dangan Catfield Racing. There was a Garfield Racing cart that was on sale for two dollars yesterday. I, I saw Cheap Ass Gamer tweet about it, and I'll be—I can't believe I'll be doing that at the end of the week. But anyways, <laughs> wow, it's been a while. Until then, then we're gonna—we're gonna take a, on a Monday. <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break. And be wait, right back. wait, wait! Oh, hold up! Before the break, Netflix, no chill. If you're not full from the sci-fi garbage of last week, Altered Carbon, I got some new sci-fi garbage for you. Oh, Star Trek. Oh, what is it? Discovery. A strong black female, but not as strong and black as Godzilla. Okay. Yeah, let's have an awards show. Strongest, blackest female of 2018. You, looking at the screen, let me ask you a question. Do you like awesome things that are awesome? Then you gotta play this game, dude. It's freaking cool and crazy addictive, like popping bubble wrap addictive. Check this out. Point is, you're dashing around like a freaking moon man, and I love it. Oh, and look at this. There's all these combo moves you can do. Then you can do combos on combos to rack up your score. And I know you like that combo on combo action. But I saved the best for last. Absorption boosts. You kill an enemy, and you can absorb their power-ups. Stuff that'll make you faster and stronger, and make the bad guys cry like an anime fan on prom night. Mighty number nine. Hello, and welcome back. Previously, on <laughs> Roommate Search? I don't know what to call it. Well, okay, so it, I'm going to assume everyone's up to speed. You've listened to the other podcast. Here we are. Everyone has forced me to go see this guy. We and didn't I'm like, force you. Well, okay, I, a li- I was a little curiosity. You know, just a little bit of like, okay, he's really close. You know, to the gym. He's really close. I, to my I bet job. you got close. Yeah, I yeah. bet he's real close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, I was like, okay, if it's you know, if it's okay, I might you know, I might try it out. Um, if the price is right. Casual nudity. Yeah. And so, 
I um, oh, and and the price it will cost you. It seems. <laughs> so you know, after that text message, oh, um, do I have to be nude to stay here? He says I'm relaxing on that. It's preferable. Um, wait, wait. Should we, should, should, we, should we give a summary for for listeners who might have like just gotten gotten punched no. by that one? No. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I like it. No. I like it. Let's just keep it going. No, no, no. If you got punched by it, then you need to go back and listen. <laughs> and so um, it, he starts to have a conversation with like, "Where are you from?" Like, um, um, you know, wait, wait, where do you on, work and stuff like that. Yeah, small talk. And then he's, is this yeah, over and the phone, he was really getting into the small talk, and maybe it wasn't so small for him, you know. Um, but and yeah, he asked me about the tech these questions. Text messages. Uh, yeah. These were safe on the roommate website, so I didn't want to give huh. my phone number unless I absolutely had to. So he had me talking. Pretty much the majority of the time, he kept texting back. You know, after the conversation has died down, you think he comes up with something else to talk about. I'm like, okay, um, I'm just going to stop texting you and get back to work. (laughs) So I I said, oh, are you still down for, you know, Thursday at 9 a.m., 9 p.m.? And um, he was like, yeah, 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 here's the address. Um, So I get there and i'm like um he's like um oh what time are you coming and i'm like what do you mean i i said <laughs> i didn't say it i didn't say what do you mean but i was like in my mind i'm like what do you mean i'm, I'm i said 98 all right whatever uh so i <laughs> i i text him i was like um oh i'm here like where do i where do i go what's your like apartment uh number or whatever he says oh i can't call you and i'm like He's just trying to get my number, isn't he? Like, I, I, maybe I'm thinking too much into it. So I give him my number. I'm like, whatever. You know, it's fine. Can, yeah. I I, so he calls me <laughs> and, you know, he, he was like, oh, you see that big, like, electric pole? Like, I'm right there on that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you drive in, I'm right at that, uh, that building right there. I wish you could hear my yeah. jaw dropping. Yeah, build, building 15, you know, letter E. And I was like, okay. All right. Um, I'll be there oh, in God. a sec. And he was like, oh, 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 oh okay. God. And then I drive over there, knock on the door. Uh, the neighborhood is okay. You know, it's it's not it's not what I thought it was. I thought it was a little bit more upkept. But it's okay. Knock on the door. And this very short uh, black guy with some, like, old plaid and jeans answers the door okay he's okay. Like, not french um he i think he might be french i, I think he i think he seems he seems haitian uh for for the people in okay. miami yeah he seems okay. haitian and and he because he, he, he talks with with an accent like this you know like he talks like this so he's like oh hey matthew and I'm just like, oh, hey, how you doing? You know, um, oh, a nice place you have here, blah, blah, blah. You know, like the small talk. He's like, yeah. Was, so was he wearing clothes? A, he was wearing clothes. I, yeah, I was, was wearing a plaid whew. and a jeans. Yeah, I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, I was just making sure they were clothes and not like like accessories. <laughs> like tattoos. I mean, I didn't look too hard, you know. I didn't look too hard. It, well, <laughs> anyways, uh, so. <laughs> didn't look in his danger zone. <laughs> 
I was like, okay, he's wearing pants. And then I left it at that. Um, Phew. You know, he showed me the living room. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm planning on, um, you know, maybe fixing this up and maybe ro- uh, rooming this out as well. And um, we go over to the, the kitchen. And it's 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 not quite like a a pigsty because he put clean on the roommate thing, so I'm expecting a clean place, but it's like this that thin layer of filth, you know, that just that thin layer of filth over everything. Everything what kind just of filth? Kind of, gross. Just <laughs> some some people. It's call just that gross. Character, right? man. It's a, it's a bit. It's a bit like. You know when there's hair on the ground, it just seems kind of just, but so, at a so, distance. So it could just use it like a dusting. A bit of a a bit of or, a dusting. Or, or are we talking like a spray and a wiping? I I would say a good uh like you got to get the mop, you got to get the vacuum. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and every you know everything has like a fluorescent lights, so it makes everything look worse. <laughs> it's all this yellow yellowness. Um. So I, I was going through, and I was like, okay. He's like, oh, yeah, it's not as clean as I want it to be right now. But uh, he's talking about the kitchen. And I'll, he's like, yeah, but uh, I think I'm shaping up. And I'm, I'm looking to suggestions to, you know, um, whatever you want to do in here or, you know, rebuild some stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm like I didn't accept this yet. Like, uh, chill out. And I was like, all right. Uh, that's cool. That's cool. And, and he takes me to the room. And the room. this is the master bedroom with a bath. Right, so he opens the door, and I get a whiff of dog. Oh, Whoa. oh, oh, good! Thank God it's dog. <laughs> it's dog. It dog. could have been another word with beginning with D. Uh, it could have been <laughs> dog. Sh- no, dingoes. Um, no, it, it's it. Dank. And I see this like this, you know, pretty big sized dog in a huge cage. He's like, oh, that's that's just uh, the. The roommate's guy. He he has a dog right now. Um, he's not supposed to have it. I'm, you know, we, he's supposed to get it after a month. If he doesn't get it after a month, um, you know, I don't play like that. I was like, oh, okay. Um, you know, I recorded some of this, and uh, it's the smell is strong. The smell is so strong, and I'm like, man, man, that's just crazy. And he's like, um, yeah. So th- this is this is the room here. Pretty size, good, good size here. Uh, and that's the bathroom over there. I go to the bathroom, and there's a smell from there too. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, and he says, oh yeah, the the roommate also has a cat. <laughs> 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 and I open the door, right? And the it, basically the cat. Is just roaming free in there, and it's just poop and pee everywhere. Oh no! In the and I so you took the place, right? Well, the I was like, holy shit! Uh, I was like, oh my god, this was this was a bad idea. I was like, those guys, <laughs> this was a bad idea. I knew it. I knew it. Because most of the people that I say, oh, do you have a, you know, can I, um, is your room still available? Is your room still available? Those guys don't answer because why? Their room's already filled immediately. The weird guys? Oh, they always have time. Oh, when are you coming over? Oh, when, you, you know, 
the only people who answer is like the people who have like weird messages, like full caps lock, you know, through your whole ad for a roommate. Like, who does that? Uh, anyways, I, I, I said, oh, okay, you know, I play it off. I play it off. I am not giving him any indication because, uh, you know, that would just you be rude. That would just be rude, right? On my yeah. part. So Give I was like, inch, oh, okay. Take a mile. Yeah. Um, I was like, okay, that's cool. Um, so he's just, he's talking about some stuff and he was like, oh, uh, this is also, we're walking through the hall. This is also, uh, this one's for 250 if this guy moves out. Um, and he, and I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, oh, you're not going to look at it? And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good for now. I, I was here for the master bedroom, you know, trying to give an excuse. Like, I don't want to yeah, look yeah, in yeah. there. I don't want to. I was like, he didn't even tell me if he was there or not. The door was locked. You know, I was just like, come on, dude. Like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> you make me feel like very weird. Like, am I going to be able to make it out here? Um, so I walk out. Uh, we, we get to the door and I was like, oh, um, thanks for showing the place, man. It's pretty good. And then he's like, oh, so, um, like, uh, so you, you do some tech stuff. So like, like, uh, I was thinking about like upgrading, like my, my laptop with some USB-C hubs and stuff like that. And, and I was like, you know, and I, I was like, okay, like, I talk with him, you know, give him the information. Um, cause I automatically kick into like working and i'm like okay i have to I have to answer tech related stuff now Fun. um and then i was like okay Rand, um man it's been good seeing you man it's been good seeing you and then he he's i'm heading like you see my body motion go to the door and he <laughs> grabs me again oh, with another question wait wait no wait, no wait, no grab, he didn't put grab. my hand he, he didn't put word. his hands on me now oh you you leave okay. me with the physical abuse then i was no I was he didn't put my hands Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so I was like, I play it cool again, try to be as nice as possible. The next time I was just like, all right, well, I, I, I like raised my voice just a little <laughs> bit louder so he can hear me just in case, you know, there's a little bit more filth in his ears. And uh, I say, yo, all right, uh, I appreciate, I appreciate, uh, you know, the walkthrough, man. I'll let you know within, you know, Sometime and he's like, "Oh, when? Uh, how long?" And I was like, "Um, about a week. About a week. I'll let you know. If if you don't hear from me from a week, then you know I, I probably found another place." He's like, "Oh, okay. Well, um, uh, I'll talk to you later." I was like, "Oh, oh, okay." Um, so I go to the door, and there's a bunch of locks. So I'm like, "Okay." Um, oh no! And I look. I I put my hand out. He's like, "No, no, I got you." <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he unlocks it for me. And I walked out. I was like, "All right." And I was like, "Ah, okay. I'm done. I'm done. That's the story. I'm good. No more." He texts me immediately after leaving. Through, oh my god! Through the the roommate um, app. Okay, so he respected, you know, that I gave him my phone number, mm -hmm. and I, but you know, he wasted I, no time. He wasted no he time. Was, he he was on what? the clock, asking yeah, more mean? about like. Like tech stuff, I guess. Uh, you know, it's just like going back to that. And I'm like, okay. And now, now, in the middle of this, um, in the middle of this podcast, I have here, I haven't read it yet, a text message from him. 
We're doing it live. We're doing it live. Okay, in the span of um, um, a span of uh, two minutes, he sent uh, sc- four. Scan it for names first. <laughs> I know. Four four messages in the span of two minutes. Okay, oh how's it going, man? God. End message. Well, I had some time to look at my PC. I do have a PCI Express slot. Oh, oh <laughs> no, message. now he's like asking about <laughs> computer stuff. I also decided to buy a larger hard drive. Oh, you also, just can't win. Also, how are things going? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> <sighs> I am not answering. This is See? the end. If he yes. comes to my job, I hope that I'm not there. This oh, wait. Like, like it, it, <laughs> he it knows where that. I work. <laughs> Why? Why? Like, Did like, you tell no. him? I, I, the, I the camera. Yeah. The camera zooms around. It shows Matt holding your phone and it says like A, respond, and like B button, ignore. <laughs> ignore. And, and, like the, and like the timer starts counting down at the bottom. <laughs> and Matt's like, oh, 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 what do I do? <laughs> Free freaking uh, Firewatch over here. He's like, uh no. I I I'm, I'm I hope I never see him again. Because it would it would be awkward. I won't make it awkward. I'll I'll zip into my you know casual self and I'll be like, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Yeah, man, I found a place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'll I'll, I'll shoot the shit, but I, I just don't want to have to do that. Put on a face. I really don't like putting on a face. Wow. They, okay, they should probably that's the end. clean. Yeah, listen, kids. If you want a roommate and you want a roommate real bad. First of all, don't be pushy about needing to be naked with your roommate. <laughs> Secondly, don't be pushy about needing to be naked with your new roommate you're looking for. Thirdly, don't be pushy about things in general. Fourthly, clean up your pet's stank before doing showings. I feel like we can all learn some valuable lessons from from this story. And they're actually not really that valuable lessons and more like common sense. But I feel like we could all learn something from this story. It, Although some might be disappointed, it at least didn't end up with either Matt dead or Matt naked. So I, I yeah. would call it a successful, a yeah. successful mission. Well, yeah, it's, it's also, that's just quest. dedication to his art. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, to be nude. I was, I'm still half tempted I, to badger Matt consistently about responding to him so we can have this ongoing segment. No. No. This is the end of that. This is this is, this is the end of that. I, I went to the house. I did I did what I had to do for the Dad and Sons podcast. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if That's the Dad it. and Sons like insurance policy covers I, freak nudity incidences. I'm pretty sure it doesn't cover anything, I love, George. I love <laughs> that like one time one time you slipped in. I recorded some of this, and then you just never brought it up again. <laughs> right. So we're gonna we're gonna go from that to audience questions. As far as any news that has happened this week goes, all you need to know is it was that. That is your new segment. <laughs> Those are the important events of the world. All right. Now, now since we have Scrib Scrab here with us, with the dads, I, I, do, I do not want you to feel excluded at all, good sir. So okay, when, you, when you hear these questions, uh, uh, do, do assume that you are also included in, uh, okay. in, in, in the proceedings as well. 
Dear Dad and Sons, a week ago I finished our remake for the first time. I thought it was excellent. I started playing Resident Evil Zero afterwards and was surprised to find that I liked it even better than Remake. I revisited George's Resident Evil video recently and was surprised to find no mention of RE0 in it whatsoever. What do you guys think of RE0? Is it the underrated swan song of uh, classic Resident Evil games, or am I just biased because Rebecca is my favorite character? Thanks, Nick. I actually just got done playing Resident Evil Zero. Oh. Thank you, Nick. What a fun coincidence, because I know yeah. Scrib has opinions about RE0 and, and the timing is perfect. I never played it because the reviews were like always kind of slightly scoring worse than Remake, but I've always wanted to check it out. When Remake came out as a kid, I couldn't buy it because it was M-rated. I kind of like stole uh, a Remake from a friend. I bought Remake from a friend at school with cash. Anyways, um, so I have not played it myself, but I've always wanted to get around to it. How is it, Scrib? I've heard not great things, and that's what's always it's, turned me off. It's it's not it's not a great game, but I'd still say like it's worth a playthrough. Like if you're if you're really feeling that Resident Evil itch and you haven't played Zero yet, then like I think I think it'll like scratch that itch. But it's definitely it's definitely not like on the same caliber as the remake. It, like it's not even close. Um the the intro section is like it's a very good like tutorial section because um, it's like very linear uh, and without having it feel linear because it's in a, a train yeah um, <laughs> trains and... are like lines <laughs> well trains are on lines George they they go um, on lines and they go in a linear uh, direction yeah okay so um, now that we're yep. Um, um, the biggest problem that a lot of people have with with Resi Zero is that it has, like, the bosses are all just, like, big animals. Like, you have a big moth and a big scorpion. Whoa! And it doesn't have, like, kind of the grotesque ingenuity of some of the, like, later Resident Evil games, especially, like, Resi 7. Uh, and the monster designs in it are pretty uh, are pretty boring, uh, which is kind of a bummer. And also the pacing is really, really bizarre. Uh, not in just a sense of like a Resident Evil game, but just like in a sense of any story like ever. There's not like a dramatic build to a climax. There's like, you fight the last boss and then there's still like some of the game like left and it's not like oh God. you know I, I was about to be a sarcastic asshole and say like wow i can't believe a resident evil game doesn't have a good story but resident evil games actually typically have masterful storytelling yeah the pacing is yeah like immaculate like, like the intrigue the mystery of it is is yeah. always something that gets like prodded at the right moment the reveals tend to happen at the right moment even though they're real stupid reveals and i think like the the worst problem that resi zero like suffers from that undermines it's like it entirely is that umbrella becomes a much more powerful and interesting enemy uh, the less you know about it whenever you first boot up resi zero there's like this really hokey corny like voice of like who is Umbrella? Who founded it? For what reason? Like, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, those questions don't matter. And that, like, Resi Zero goes to kind of, like, explore these questions just ultimately kind of unmasks this villain 
uh, it's like the Scooby-Doo. You know, like, no one cares about who the guy actually is. The the monster is more fun when it's still, like, a monster. And when Resi Zero, like, unmasks it, and you're like, oh, it was Old Man Withers, the man who runs the haunted amusement park. You're just kind of like, okay. But it was a giant scorpion all along. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. Um, I think it's an okay game. It's not terrible, but it's not great. And also, the yeah, journal. still not really selling me on it. Yeah, I'm not trying to. I, I, that's mm. not my goal. Billy, I mean, here this Billy, is this is Billy can fucking die in a fire. No, Billy's super cool. Remember no. that time? Remember Billy that sucks. time? Whenever he like does this this cool like jump dodge and he shoots two of the leech things in the sky, and then Rebecca's like, "Oh my goodness, Billy! <laughs> my, my heavens!" And then Billy's like, huh, "Nothing personal, kid." And then he steps on the the leech, and the leech is like, Wee! I should have never done drugs in high school." And Billy looks at the camera and he says, "Winners don't do drugs." And then Rebecca like goes, "Let's mix some herbs." <laughs> I very clearly remember that part. <laughs> a lot of a lot of reviewers leave that part out, and I don't know why. Really, because I'd imagine that, like, if they left it in, that would bump the score like all the way up to like thirteen. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it would I, go from 10. like a like a sixty-eight Metacritic to definitely like a seventy-one. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So we got another question. Uh, this one says, Hello, Dad. I don't know if it could be considered to have gone under the radar exactly, but nonetheless, I saw very little said about Neo by Team Ninja last year. Did any of you three play it? What were your experiences? How did it compare to your initial impressions about the game? I love you, Connor. Sorry, Connor. It's another one that I've been wanting to play, but haven't gotten around to. It's higher on my priority list than RE0. I'll give it that. Like, like, of all the two, there are two big games I missed last year, and it's Neo and Prey, and I bet I'm going to really like both of them. I've played, uh, I played quite a bit of Neo. Um, I played the initial, like, it, I can't remember if it was the alpha or the beta, they released, like, the first area of the game that you could play through, um fully for free uh, during the beta before the game's release. I played it then mm-hmm. and I really, really liked it. It's a gorgeous looking game. Obviously, it's like steeped in like Japanese mythology and has the story of the first foreigner who comes to Japan and I can't remember his name, like William fucking... William. William, whatever yeah, his name some is. White Not the first foreign, the first like samurai. He becomes the first foreign samurai or some shit. Yeah, it is. This is based off a real guy. Yeah, he, he was like a real... Ir- uh, not Irish, he was an English dude, but he's Irish in the game for some reason or something like that. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Oh, he looks like Geralt. Here's a fun fact. I, w- I want to tell a fun fact. I'm never going to be able to tell this again. He brought a bunch of pistols with him uh, whenever he came to Japan. And one of, like, the Japanese noble sons, like, stuck his finger in it, um, like, trying to block the shot. And, like, pulled the trigger and blew his finger off. Um, and the same thing happens in Samurai Champloo, and it's reference to this. Um, and then, like, the uh, like one of the emperors was like, "Oh, if you can't fix my son's hand, then I'll kill you." And then he like fixes it with like sewing needles. Uh, and then they're like, "Wow, what an amazing person! He's so <laughs> he's so smart. Wait, it actually he's not worked. so dumb enough to stick his finger in a pistol." Wow. It worked long enough for like the daimyo or whatever to be like, "Ah, he's an okay guy." Then gave him a shit ton of land and like an honorary yeah. title, but in in Neo wow. instead he fights demons. 
I didn't know that that's like all you had to do to make it in life was blow off an <laughs> an official's son with the pistol and that's why it's blow really his finger off. Get... Let me clarify. That's why it's really hard to get guns over here because people were just getting political seats <laughs> left and right. <laughs> they ran out of land. <laughs> Um, uh, so Neo, Neo, no, it's oh. good. It's good. It's good. I, I, I haven't finished it. I, I've played quite a bit of it. Um, it's of course gonna be compared to Dark Souls and uh, and the like. Is it and the Dark Souls of Japan? Japan? I mean, no, that's Dark Souls. Is it that's the Dark fine. Souls of Williams? Yes. I officially can I inform you. It is. It is the dark wow. Soul. I didn't know that being William could be that that uh, <laughs> brutally that brutal. difficult but satisfying. <laughs> the, the, the thing biggest. about I would argue, I would go as far as to argue that Neo is harder than Dark Souls. I I think so too. The biggest criticism I ha- I've only played the demo, and the biggest thing that I hated about the demo hated was I think the the boss was unnecessarily difficult. Like, it was just frustrating to play against. Neo because, like, d- demands a lot more of you. Mm. Its combat system is way more in-depth than Dark Souls. From a point of, like, customization. Like, Dark Souls has its, you know, its unique sort of you can have a variety of different weapons and, uh, you know, you can use your shield and all about that sort of stuff. Everyone knows the combat in Dark Souls. And in Bloodborne too. But in Neo, there is such a variety of different weapons and you can put different elemental stuff and different strengths and you can and have four too. different stances. Yeah, you can have four different yeah. stances for each weapon and it's just a whole lot of complications and customize it. It's more like akin to Devil May Cry, for example, than it is Dark Souls. So mm. on top of that, you've got this really complex combat system that you're sort of getting to grips with. That once you do get to grips with, you do feel like a fucking badass, like a, a fucking whitehead, girl ass Irish daimyo, <laughs> a little bit of supporting everything, samurai, but eating, eating pizza, saying like bingo kid <laughs> but because of that you make more mistakes and Neo's enemies are definitely way harder than Dark Souls enemies they are brutally unforgiving and they don't get any easier either they consistently stay tough and also they get harder as you get better which that is just sounds cool oh, it's cool but all it's this good. sounds good it is it's, good. It's the the but like the thing that I had to like about the boss is not only like was it difficult, but the camera. It, you're fighting it in a very like tight location. Oh, they you're fixed the camera. In, they in fixed the camera from the. Oh, they fixed play, it. Okay, they okay. fixed the camera. Okay, they made it a lot more like Dark Souls. They changed the camera because yeah, okay. a lot of feedback was pretty negative about the camera. So they yeah. fit. They fixed the camera. It's a lot. Okay, better. well then, play the game. Then George uh, done. Yeah. Did, uh, did I mention well, it's gorgeous? I was, it is played, gorgeous. I was, I, was, I was planning on it. Um, it has that flute, you know, the Japanese flute. It goes like... Uh, I, I can't <laughs> wait to hear that flute. I'm sure I'll recognize it. Uh, next question. So how's your day? From Simon. Thanks, Simon. Uh, it's okay. It's all right. 
Sky is all right. It's all right. I just kind of woke up and did the podcast. How's your day, Simon? How how are you doing? Cool. Great. (laughs) Thanks for your answer, Simon. Uh, Yakman asks, mostly for George, you've been bringing up Eurojank a lot lately. Have you heard of or played the undisputed king of Eurojank, Pathologic? Hell yeah! Um, I don't know, though. Like... (laughs) Undisputed King of Eurojank. The Witcher 1 still exists. They're like freaking hilarious lines and exchanges from a lot of old uh, European RPGs. I mean, Pathologic doesn't have a voice track. I mean, Matt, you remember some of these lines from The Witcher 1, right? Yeah. Where, where, well, you'll have like some dirty, filthy, shit-eating peasant being like, Oi! You're Geralt of Rivera, right? You're immune. <laughs> and Geralt will just be like, I concur. <laughs> like, like his yeah. lines <laughs> in that game were were very, very different. And, and a lot of them were out of place. Like, I remember his answer to a lot of questions is, uh-huh. They used mm-hmm. the same response for a lot of, um, a, a, a lot of Geralt lines in that game. And, and, and a lot gets lost in translation. Yo, the, the king of the Eurojank, I don't know, could, like, the Stalker games qualify, maybe? Get out of here, Stalker. But Pathologic <laughs> is pretty far up there. Pathologic is a, um... It's almost like Majora's Mask in a, in a, in a way. You run around a town on a timer, uh, unfolding, unfold, unfurling a story that uh, is going to require you to, to meet, make some deadlines, meet some people in some certain times and places. Get and pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> and, and running around the town uh, talking to the officials is, is how you figure out where you need to be when. Occasionally you, you do some really, really shitty zombie combat in, uh, in, in houses being taken over by, by a disease ravaging the local population. And, and at some point you got to do puzzles and, and, and give people inventory items and unlock a, a, a shocking uh, in-game area with, with shocking revelations and it's really freaking cool I love it, I can't wait to play the remake I don't know if I can say I love it though because the original game is extremely kind of boring to play, really cool story really great music, really fun dialogue with it's weird enjoyable style but the actual beat to beat, minute to minute gameplay is a lot of fetch questing in a drab gray town that is very foggy, not that great to look at. So that's why I've been wanting to play the remake. Pathologic has been in sore need of a remake for a long time and that's probably going to be a good time. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys have opinions on Pathologic? I've never played it. I've never played it. I've never played it. Alright. Well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Josh asks Hi hello dad and sons this is Josh from Liam's discord I have a couple questions for you guys first what do you think about the fact that there is a Mario movie in the works I don't care that we don't have any information yet I just like to hear your raw opinions second I heard <laughs> yeah get Danny DeVito to play Mort um or Mort second I heard that Mr. George Bunnyhop himself played Dang and Romper recently I was wondering how many of you have played it and what your thoughts on it are thank you for the show cheers Josh uh, so let's see. First question is, how do we feel about the fact there is a Mario movie in the works? Uh, uh, my gut answer is, go for it. Give it a second attempt. I think it's way more doable than it was in, like, 1993, was it? 94? Mm. I think um, I'll have faith. If the, the, if, the, if the Detective Pikachu movie turns out to be not so gratuitous and weird, like I imagine it will be, I would have faith. 
But the only thing that even like gives me a slight bit of hope that it might be okay is Rabbids and Mario. Like that weird um, melding and animation style. But even then they do no talking. So how Yeah, but gonna... in Mario games where they do do talking, it's sometimes okay. Like one thing I noticed hmm. about Mario Odyssey is that I really like the game's sense of humor. It's like 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 SpongeBob kind of. Like it's absurd enough to for the gags to work. It's like kind of adult in terms of the the like subtle implications of the jokes and the nostalgia it's calling back on. So I could easily like imagine a, a Mario a RPG movie. style dialogue if they yeah. do do that i i i bet a mario movie could be funny nowadays yeah, but like now voice, that the sense though. of humor has been established yeah voicing is would be weird like and Charles i don't Monet think doing all those weird right. quirky lines which is why i think it, it would have to be kind of a, a like buster keaton it would almost have to be silent movie-esque and I yeah. bet, like, Pixar could do it. I bet someone out there could make a Mario movie that actually has good, funny humor. It's going to have to rely a lot on body comedy, though. And they can just, like, 3D CG animate it, whatever. Well, that, the that's, the, like, the easiest make... thing to do nowadays. But it's being made by the same people who make Minions, so... So it and could be garbage. Made. Wait, or, it's not going like, to be real Mar- life? It has to oh, be real I life. I hope. I, it do has you remember to last be real. time that happened and everyone loved it and, and the world was totally great. remembered it <laughs> and, and it I became remember. an official part of, of the Nintendo canology <laughs> I, I remember getting so I had a Super Mario Brothers movie keychain when I was a itty bitty now you're playing with power man you were a <laughs> fucked up kid and I was like oh I didn't know they made a Mario movie like what is this relic from the past you know like this keychain what, what, what codes are inside this where this, this an unknown from? mystery like was this an yeah. ancient god that, that, that primitive people <laughs> used to worship I found what, the holy what, grail that no one knows about what what hubris of mankind spawned this, <laughs> this keychain and I remember uh, pl- like plunging through the catacombs of Blockbuster, the carcass of a, of a beast long <laughs> since slain, um, and I found like the Mario Brothers movie, and it was it was the weekend was my friend's birthday. He was a big Mario friend, like big Mario fan. So it's like, oh, we're gonna I'm gonna rent this movie and we're gonna watch the Mario Brothers movie. And I remember the scene where like it shows how the Goombas are made by like shrinking people's heads down and it scared the shit out of us because mm-hmm. we were like ten years old and we turned it off and like never watched the rest of it. I mean, have you tried to give it another go? No, it's too scary. Oh, yeah, the, I've lost the keychain and I've lost interest. The original Mario movie is something that was probably way too scary and gross for the kids that that had like humor and and talent exhibited that was kind of like working with with standards unnoticeable by the kids. It 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 sure as hell didn't even try to adapt Mario for the kids, but I don't think it's that bad of a movie. Like it's actually I don't I've seen it I want to say 3 times. All 3, three times, times I was drunk and laughing at it and I had a good time all 3 times. Would you give it would you give it a wahoo out of 10? I I'd give it You know what? When I think of of um people of good friends of mine gathering together to watch the Mario movie and get tipsy, I literally do think in my head, yippee. 
Wow. So well, you heard it here first, folks. So yeah, no, I have faith they could do it again. It's just um. In fact, I bet it would be easier nowadays. Yeah, it would be completely different than than a 90s Mario movie. They actually have, like, a visual style they can work with now. Mario has been done in cutscenes. And, uh... Matt obviously... Matt obviously (laughs) won't enjoy it because it'll be marketed towards kids, so you'll have to get through the movie before you can watch the the, the I don't know. I don't know. After credits content. The (laughs) thing is, also a Mario movie would be, um, it would have to market more so to adults than just like a regular garbage Sony Pictures Entertainment cartoon movie. Did you already forget it's being made by the people who made Minions? I know, I know, but but the Mario brand carries with it enough nostalgia that... Okay, let's see. Have they done anything but Sony Picture Entertainment? Because I don't think they have. I just want to believe. Also, why are they giving Mario to the competition? What is this corporate espionage thing? Oh, well, it's 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 actually interesting because the Universal Studios in Japan has a Minions World and yeah, a Nintendo it's World. It's tying coming, into so. that. Yeah, so, see, like, it might be a thing like that. Dude, they did the Emoji movie, dude. This is a really good studio. To be fair, they did Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, and that's a good film. I'm I'm trying to look it up, and I I do believe that this, uh, okay, production company is Universal Pictures Illumination Entertainment. I think they are, am I wrong? Are they not owned by Sony at some point in the chain? Let's see, Parent is Universal... I thought that uh, Sony actually legitimately makes most of their money for movie licensing these days, and that they were involved with the licensing that got the Emoji Movie out of the picture. I'm going to be googling this as we speak, but um, no, I thought. In the meanwhile, well, I thought Illumination was owned by Comcast. Owned by by who? Sorry, what was that? Um, I thought Illumination Studios was owned by Comcast. Like. The, the studio that made Minions, right? I think they're owned by Comcast. Yeah. Oh, no. They are owned by oh, no. NBC Universal, who who are headquartered in the Comcast building in Rockefeller. Um, yeah, yeah, there was a merger between the two. So Comcast, uh, if a Mario movie gets made, then it'll be owned by Comcast. Oh, no. You know, this is what people complain about. That, like, someone in Japan can make a Japanese license with the Japanese world and make money for Japan, but when it comes time to, like, make a big production out of it, the the money's got to be, like, funneled into people who have nothing to do with Mario, and, and you can't just, like, be independent about it and have it get done as your own company. When I bet an in-house Mario movie made by Nintendo themselves would be pretty all right like if they got the same writers and translators who do the mario rpgs which have really good writing and comedy put into them like they could they could turn that into a uh, non-interactive medium somehow I mean, I mean you say that but then the pikmin animations miyamoto did didn't go anywhere so wow i haven't even heard of those well there you go. <laughs> there's a testament oh. to that Oof. okay 
Uh, last question. Hey, George. When I played GTA V and Red Dead Redemption, I noticed they both have a pacing problem at the start of the game where you do boring shit for the first hour or so. In GTA V at the start, you rob the bank, and that's kind of a hook, but then you start doing mundane stuff for an hour. You go on a run, drive a dump truck. In Red Dead, I felt the problem was uh, worse as the hook. You go off to the bandit's hideout. It's much shorter and less involved. It's just a cutscene. Did you feel this way? Did you have any other interesting opinions on these games? I mean, I don't know about interesting. Does Liam have any other behind-the-scenes opinions of the kind of stuff, seeing as you were for Rockstar. That might be interesting. I only know of the time you said you didn't enjoy GTA 5 in your modding video. It would be nice to hear some more about that. Thanks, William. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, quick TLDL summary. I, the modern GTAs have a pacing problem where they don't get exciting for yeah. far too long. And in RDR kind of sort of similar issue i remember not really getting to the like the bullet time shooty tutorial until like an hour and a half into the game which was a little while after the the run a farm tutorial i think with a lot of rockstar games um the especially like when you're playing the single player a lot of the focus is absorbing the like role of the character uh, and in the very first uh, beginnings of the game, especially with something like Red Dead, uh, after you get shot uh, at the very beginning of the game, it's not a spoiler, and you go to the farm to for recovery, that the game kind of lets you absorb the atmosphere of the game. I really think Red Dead does an amazing job of letting you get inside the the boots of a cowboy to the point where like i I remember chasing bandits all of these all of this was like an unscripted event like chasing these bandits uh that just like happened up and uh went to a town of tumbleweed where it's all abandoned and unknown uh and we're doing having some crazy shootout and i see their horses like riding underneath this wooden cow skull thing and then as I'm as I watch them dive for cover and I get off my horse a tumbleweed rolls by and it just felt absolutely perfect and I think having the the pacing kind of take a backseat at the very beginning of both the games lets you really kind of absorb the atmosphere of the open world and let you not worry about the story for a minute because it's most likely that the character that the players are going to want to explore the world first and then do story second. I'm not going to say that Red Dead didn't have a pacing problem, especially because if you do explore the game first, then you're missing out on very key mechanics like the slow down, root and toot and shooty slow bullet time stuff. But I think that's a big part of it. And that's one of my favorite things about Red Dead is absorbing that role of the character and the atmosphere that in that that game provides script kind of yeah you just head, really um but looks like games <clears throat> are built in certain a way where you have a company that's owned by well you you have a company that's oh. owned by a parent company but rockstar itself are owned by two brothers yes thank you for brothers, bringing the business to it those two brothers write the story of the game no one else does they have additional really? help, 
but the people who write the games, and you'll see it in every credit of almost every Rockstar game, especially the GTA games and Red Dead Redemption, the people who write the story are the people who own the company. The Howls Brothers. And you can tell, they always so, want to make it into the video game version of their favorite sleazy American movies. Well, they kind of want to make it into what their life is like, <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> there are elements of both creeping in. Oh, um, they can't be that cool. GTA V played it? I don't know if any of those characters those are kind of cool. I ain't touching the, those hot goals about the house yeah. specifically. But... Uh, they care about the story because they write it and there is a they as with all GTA games and Red Dead Redemption the world is so important and they spend a lot of effort and time into building those worlds and crafting the characters and crafting the story that it's almost like an unchanged formula that no one in the studio or any of the studios could change even if they wanted to because the Hauser brothers would just veto them. Because the Hauser brothers' work has to be front and center. They own the company. It's their story. It's their game. Everything that this comes really after, explains the gameplay, a lot. The gameplay yeah. and everything that is built afterwards. The Hauser brothers obviously check and they 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 do rigorous testing as well with the the team and stuff like that to see that it's you know up to the sort of rock star merit level that Rockstar are known for. But front and center of every single game and that Rockstar ever puts out is a story. The, so, so the GTA Five, the three, the the three character switching, the story is intertwined between all three of them. It's an integral part of the game. The the three character switching isn't really there, so you can change up the gameplay. You would think of it as more of a gameplay mechanic, but actually, it's it's a story mechanic. It's for you to experience. The three ways of the character, the three different characters, without the other two seeming like different points of view from you. And that playing that as, explains as the main character. a lot, actually. Like my primary gripes with Rockstar game design is that they will so emphasize the story to the detriment of the gameplay, and the story mm. itself just will seem like a <laughs> a enthusiastic movie fans kind of haphazard attempt at redoing their favorite movies as a video game. I mean, San Andreas is like Boys in the Hood as a video game. Vice City is like Scarface as a video game. The Max Payne 3 is Man on Fire as a video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, GTA 4 is, is like Eastern Promises, the video game. I don't exactly know if you can sum up GTA 5 as any one particular movie, the video game, but you can totally see that, like, well, it's Heat. It's Heat the movie. It's Heat it's the video Heat? game. Heat? That's the one you'd think? Okay. Heat? Yeah, yeah, I can kind of... I can see it. With the multiple characters. Like, Heat has, has main characters. It switches through. And you uh, can't tell who's who's the good guy and who's the bad guy, because they're all assholes. Oh, you could totally tell. It's freaking Trevor. Trevor's and, and okay. Michael. I, and I did Michael. not complete the story, so do not do not spoil. But Trevor does seem to have more of a heart than uh, the other two. I mean, Michael's no, just no, like no. the fat, greedy Franklin. white guy, right? You're, you're thinking about Frank. Oh, Frank. No, Trevor's Trevor's the super crazy one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Tre- Trevor, yeah, yeah. Trevor has no heart. You're, you're, My, you're Michael's fucking... the the greedy, yeah, lazy old one. Yeah. And Franklin. And, and Trevor's the cool Franklin's black guy. the one yeah. who's like trying to actually do good. Okay. The yeah. best character is Chop, Franklin's dog. So you're all yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> what? Chop. Chop. Franklin's dog is, is number one. He's the best. No way, man. The the best is Franklin's yee-yee-ass haircut. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. So I'm, I'm not touching the this. The Hauser brothers <laughs> care so much about their script that everything else comes second. Is that how I should be interpreting this uh this design That's what philosophy, I think would Liam? Be easy easy to assume from the fact that they own the company and they actively write the story themselves. They don't. They 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 have outside help and they have co-writers from other people in the studio. But they are, they both have, I think, all if not ninety five percent of all the GTA writing credits of the Hauser brothers. What he's trying to say is that one of them is Trevor, one of them is Michael, <laughs> and uh, the 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 good the good guy Franklin is trying to keep them from killing each other. That's, that's, it wouldn't surprise that's me. Cool. Those dudes are fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's what Rockstar are known for. Rockstar is known for open world stories. That That's what they are. They have always been. I just don't for. know if I like the idea of the most popular video game of all time having a company behind it whose primary goal seems to be looking at other mediums for inspiration instead of defining video games on their own terms. I'd rather have Mario be the poster boy for video games as a medium than GTA. I think as time has gone on, Mario is, has definitely become that. And GTA... Good. Although GTA Five, um, unfortunately I don't make fucking any royalty or anything off that game anymore, I wish I did, still is like the the highest selling game of every consistent year it's been released. It might have been the most profitable video game of all, you think? Because like, it's still no, selling, Minecraft. it's still full price. Minecraft oh. is the most profitable well, game of all time, hands down. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering, then, like, there's gotta Wii be some Sports kind of is, like, the highest record. Selling, so. Like, because like, GTA wow. 5 was one of the most expensive games to make. And they are—they absolutely made their money on it. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it cost two hundred million, I think, to make. It was—it was—it was just a little more expensive than Star Wars: The Old Republic, to put it in comprehensible terms. So EA obviously is still afloat, even though The Old Republic cost a lot of money. But Rockstar don't have that much outgoings in terms of like personnel. It, it, Rockstar are a big company and they have many studios but contained within those studios is probably less than Ubisoft uh, in total but they have you know one or two franchises Red Dead Redemption and GTA and yet GTA 5 sold like 70 million copies worldwide for, and for those that who need isn't a refresher, what makes them the money that isn't what it originally, makes them the money it originally came out in 2013 yep and it's still full price on Steam. The like current yeah, gen re-release of it that came out in 2014. That isn't that isn't what makes them money though. What makes them yeah. money? Yeah, is and then GTA also Online. have the DLC sells on top yeah. of that. And that yes. makes so much money. To put it in perspective, you said like GTA sold sold like 70 million copies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and there's only seven million people on the planet. So like. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> slash our shitty science. Ten copies for every person. 
<laughs> just throwing them away from trucks. That that's science. So the alternative facts from the Trump administration <laughs> provided by Scrib Scrab. Um, uh, but I, w- I want to make a counterpoint to like um, I think I think I think you're right on the money saying like um, uh, but uh, I I don't think the focus is the story. I think that's a huge that's a huge focus. But I think the biggest focus is the world first. Uh, like they they have like they might think of like the story that they want to make, but ultimately the greater beast of the two becomes. Uh, the world. The world and comes the least... with the story, though. The the world comes Absol- with the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They Absolutely. are they are both entwined at Rockstar. They are the the story is mapped out across the map. Mm. Especially mm. in the older ones, where like the story unlocked the map. But I, I think. Maybe maybe I should phrase it a little bit better. Uh, I think like the star of the games is more so the world. Uh, yeah. And whereas like the the focus for Rockstar might be the story, but the star ultimately is the world. That's that's what think, people buy the games for. They don't. GTA uh, did I, not sell because well, of the quality GTA of its the story. Original, GTA was the original open world juggernaut, so people mm, still yeah. look at it as that. You, so. you get in a never-ending cop chase, and uh, I don't know if you're like me. You just get into never-ending cop chases and, and don't play it for the story. But but, but like that that, that 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 that's what I'm saying is like um because the world becomes its own beast becomes like the star of the production. Maybe not in Rockstar's eyes, but for a lot of the players, the very beginning of that. Uh, it's like when you sit down, you know, at a buffet, and you got your first plate, and you're you're ready to dig in. You're starving. You haven't eaten all day, and it, along the horizon, there's just endless amounts of, you know, General Tso's chicken, and endless possibilities. And the very beginning of the game is letting you explore and kind of do things. And I think, I think that's 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 actually like why the pacing problem is there and why I don't think I like the Hauser brothers and why I think it's silly that they care so much about their script is that people don't buy these games because they want to play a shitty version of Goodfellas. They want to they they want they want to play a fun video game. Where where you can dick around and have interactive systems that that create funny outcomes in ways that are made by the engineers and the programmers at Rockstar chipping away at their at their monitors who who you might not know the names of. It's not the Hauser brothers and their scripts that are making these games so great. That's all. I really I really like Red Dead Redemption a lot. <laughs> I, I just I just want to say <laughs> I mean I like it too I, but I didn't like the parts where I was holding down A while listening to characters talk about how the government is bad do, did you like the part where you were a farmer <laughs> I, I remember I remember when I back five million years ago when I worked for GameStop there was a guy that like got Red Dead Redemption because I'm like this game's great you should play it and he's like okay and he's he brought it back a few days later. He's like, man, this game's great. Like, I'm glad. And I, but I got to the part in the story where like I'm a farmer and I'm just doing farmer stuff. And I'm like, man, you're like 20 minutes till the end of the game. Play, play the rest. And he's like, no, I can't. 
And I think wow. that says a lot. He's Those like, no, types I of can't. dudes. It's, it's so boring. It's like, oh. Wow. I, 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 mean, I, pretty, I will say it had a great ending. I'm wondering how much of that can actually be credited to the Hauser brothers. Anyways, don't want to spoil. If, if you don't know how the ending oh, of RDR works, you should experience that. Um, yeah. In the meantime, let's uh, experience the the rest of our lives outside of the podcast in the real world. Nice. Yeah. Uh, thanks for showing up, Scrib. Thanks so much. I I, I giggled my booty off at, at your 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 always stellar sense of wit and uh, and, and and comedic social. Um, good times. Thanks for letting me out of my cage. I'll go back there until you need me for another podcast. I <laughs> I don't know if by cage you, you, you mean like anything I might have anything to do with, because I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think I should rescue you every now and then from like the, the, the cage of having to teach Japanese kids how to swear. It's not. It's not and going on dates. It wasn't a kid. Yeah. I, <laughs> What? <laughs> what? It was a beautiful hike, and you guys, you guys are are destroying it. It was a beautiful, lovely hike. Oh, it was, was lovely, snow. wasn't it? Yeah. Birds were singing. Oh. Kids were swearing. Kids were swearing in the distance. The women <laughs> carried carried the sound of their fuck yous all the way into our hearts. Oh my god. Oh my god.